Philippe. Welcome we to we. Too Much Information. We do meet, man. Hey, finally. Finally, man. Um, how you doing, man? You good? I'm good. I'm good. Uh, you know, I mean, as good as we can be with a, with a global pandemic. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's, a, it's a crazy situation. First <laughs> time ever. That definitely in my lifetime. Um, yeah, right? Yeah, man. I it crazy. was only going to be in the movies, man. I yeah, literally thought it was only gonna be in the movies. And you are the movie man, so I know. I bet you, I bet you've, seen, <laughs> right? I bet you've seen many a movie. Too that... many, and it's like, nah, that's never gonna happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah, it's a crazy time, man. It's a crazy time. But yeah, I'm glad to see you're good. Thank you so much for coming for joining me on this, man. Be, being a being a part of this um, podcast today, man. I really appreciate it. Um, I I remember just from the first time that I saw your uh, page your podcast it was something that jumped out at me and I was just like right this is unusual interesting and um that was before I even listened to the podcast so just from your Instagram page I was just like this person has definitely got a perspective on life on the world and it's something that I'll definitely want to kind of bounce ideas off man so thank you for doing this man I really appreciate it absolutely absolutely Trust me, I'm just as ecstatic. Um, I found this community lively. Let's say. Yes, yeah, perfect, <laughs> perfect word, man. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um. So, how I usually do start all my podcasts is really just to kind of get into the to your family upbringing. Yeah. How were you created to be the person that you are? So, <laughs> parents were you raised with both? Uh, one. Um, none. <laughs> you know how? <laughs> what was your What was your upbringing like, man? Uh, my upbringing was uh was uh, it's not 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 too different from uh, well at least from uh, where I'm from. I'm uh, originally from Haiti. Uh, okay. uh, I was born in. Uh, I always tell the story. My mom came here for two weeks in New York, Nassau County. Popped me out. Two weeks later, went back to Haiti, and I lived all my life in Haiti um until I was nineteen, and they shipped me back out here. <laughs> to get a college education and everything um our brain was very traditional um very very traditional like you know we were told there was only three jobs we could do <laughs> and what, what were those That's three it. jobs uh lawyer doctor or engineer i was like it was, wow. <laughs> it was like three jobs that was it that was it was no... <laughs> I, was, I was like what <laughs> that doesn't make sense to me at all the world never makes sense to me at all from get-go man okay. uh but uh but yeah, it's a, it's just a very traditional country. There's not, you know, much uh, um, outside influence up until lately. Uh, yeah. But uh, it was a kind of pretty close-minded kind of, uh, you know, go to school, you know, do your do your thing. I just never adapted to school. I don't know how. Which I pass a couple beatings, if not a lot of beatings <laughs> <laughs> from, from grandma. Yes, uh, yes. My grandma, grandma. grandma um my both my parents are doctors um so they okay. were and they started um when i was born they started their 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 residency so my right. my, my childhood was with my grandma uh, okay as they were in and out um and then uh we moved out and that's when uh i started uh you know actually being raised by my parents right and then yeah and then uh 18 after graduated from high school shipped to here the united states and said uh hey make something of yourself and how and how was that for you? Yeah. Actually, before before we go there, before we go there, so you was yeah. raised in Haiti, right? Yeah. Um, being raised with 
your grandmother. That's yeah. a, uh, a older person, someone from a different generation to even your parents, let alone to you. So yeah. uh, there must have been some interesting lessons and um, I want to say morals, but that's not really the word I'm looking for. But just some interesting um, parts of your personality that were only exist because of the fact that your grandmother raised you. Are there any, is there any that you can think of? Things that, things that separate you, let's, let's say, for example, from somebody who was raised by someone who was a bit closer to them in age, closer to them in generation, if that makes sense. Oh, um, it's just a couple of speech here and there from my grandma, and it was always a, uh, it was always something with uh, we call it mammy. Okay. It was always something with mammy. Uh, uh. she, I she was an exceptional woman. Um, very determined, made something out of nothing. Um, you mm. know, had to raise like f- four or five other sisters, siblings, by right. herself by the age of fourteen. So wow. she grew up early. Let's just say she grew up yeah, early, you know. Yeah, we yeah. don't know. We didn't know the definition of love for my grandma, not at all. But uh, we understood every lesson she threw at us from the back of her sandals, though. <laughs> 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 so there's yeah, that, yeah. you know. Uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, my grandma was a uh, was just um, very very strict, you know. She, she she had an idea of what she wanted her her kids and her grandkids to be. Mm-hmm. And, and that was it for her like even uh, I remember even the things uh, like for example like in the house like because Haiti is a country we speak both uh, Creole and French right but Creole is uh, is the indigenous yes. language it's like it's the dialect that became a language mm-hmm. versus uh, um, French which was the colonial um, language and put it right we're not allowed to speak Creole in the house <laughs> she no did. way she didn't want that shit no she only wanted like <laughs> You know, French speaking, like she wanted, she had a picture. So probably one of the favorite speeches I had from my grandma was when I was leaving for college. Mm-hmm. She told me, look, it's only four years. It's not about girls. It's not about, <laughs> it's about four years. You go, you study, you make something yourself, and then you can worry about girls. Who says that to a college person? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, that's, like, that's like number one reason you go to college, especially in the United States, is for yeah. this. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but no, it was, uh, it was that. She was like, you know, and, and she was so strict. Oh, my gosh, she was so strict. And tra- I'll say traditional because yeah. uh, ignorant at this point doesn't mean anything because she would be like, you know, you don't date any Asians. You don't date any. Oh, <laughs> you wow. don't date any. You know, was, she had like what was, a what was, what, yeah, what, was, what was the reason exactly. for that? What was the reason that she gave for that? Mindset. Traditional mindset. Uh, just, did she just mean anyone that was different to you? Or was there specific people? Basically. Anyone oh, okay. that was different to, 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 to me. Or basically Haitian. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I yeah. hear you. It was just how like, did, how you did that work out for you? That... <laughs> 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 Three months in, first guy I did it was American white. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And like, no, listen at all. That didn't work out at all. No, of course. Uh, I was, uh, I was somewhat the rebel of the family. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. uh, it was a, it was an interesting dynamic. Uh, my grandma. Uh, we grew. I was the oldest in the family too. So uh, okay. me with, firstborn, yeah. Yeah, firstborn. So I got the whooping. Yeah, and that's a lot of responsibility as well. To be fair. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, have you, to have watch to that, you have to set that example. Yeah, 
Yeah, and they oh trust me, they may be legal. But no, but tell me a little bit about yourself. Uh, who who's Chuck Wilson? All right. Why um, the UK? <laughs> why am I in the UK? Yeah, I was born here. Um, I was born here. I am thirty-eight years old. Um, I was born to my mother, who, as a, as is obvious, I suppose, not. <laughs> Pretty yeah, hard I'm to like, be born to anyone like, else. I mean, but um I yes, mean, this I'm story starts interesting. Um, <laughs> 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 um yes, yeah, so I was born I was born to my mother in um in London, North London, that's where I'm from. Um my mother was born in Jamaica. She came here when she was maybe I think under five years old, maybe around that sort of age with her mother. Her mother was a nurse, my mum uh, was a social worker. Um, my father left when I believe when I was maybe like two, definitely under the age of five, and so I was raised solely by my mum. When I was born, my mum was a Rastafarian, um, so I was raised. <laughs> so I was, I was. I was brought, I was I was brought up in a very kind of Afrocentric way. Kind of I identified with you when you spoke about um never feeling less than someone who didn't look like you, always yeah. feeling empowered and feeling yeah. like yeah. the majority. I identified with that. Um so then so that was I was raised as I was raised in a Rastafarian community. And then um, for a few years, my mum became a Muslim for a little while. She left Rastafarian and became a Muslim. And which was maybe for about four or five years, her and her, one of her good friends. Um, so my aunt is still a Muslim now, but they became Muslim at the same time. So I learned a little bit about that culture. And then my mum kind of became, kind of went back to, I think, what she was maybe raised in, which was Christianity and that kind of, but always still having Afrocentricity and okay. um, so reverence and for all. all of that good stuff, right? So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> so there was a lot of um, I got I got a very broad view of the main influences in my in my immediate world, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, because I was around a lot of Caribbean people, so Rastafarian is a is a is a big element of that. Um, I'm in a I'm in a I don't know what you call you call it a Christian country, for example. So I had I had a broad understanding of that, and there's a lot of Muslims here as well. So I had a broad understanding of that as well. So I was always I've always been able to kind of speak to people with a kind of base level of understanding of their perspective, if that makes sense. Totally. Right. So um, yeah, so that's that's my upbringing. Um, fast forward, school. I was I was alright academically, and then obviously I kind of well not obviously, but I I ended up going veering off. Chosen. My mum was very focused on education. Um, she was maybe not in the same situation as your grandmother of being able to kind of be. She was able to be strict with me until I got to secondary school. And then yeah. when I got to secondary school, I kind of, my rebellious nature came out and I 
I was willing to get the beatings until I got big enough to where it wasn't really. She couldn't really. It was, she could really, it didn't do anything many, anymore. It just yes, didn't no, do no, no, don't get me wrong, man. She's my like, mom, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I give up. <laughs> nah, my mum was my mum was on weapons until she kicked me out of the house, man. She, I got. You ever been beat with a phone book? Uh yes. Yeah, yeah. So, I got thrown. I had so, thrown yeah. the phone book, not not beat with it. Thrown the phone book. Yeah, my mom two two hands two hands and beat me down on the sofa. You know. <laughs> so yeah. It's like you look at it. It's like two people talking about their beatings and laughing their minds off. It's like hey, yo, yeah, it's... yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Left um, studies, didn't yeah. complete for whatever yeah. reason. Um, it just wasn't for you. Um, that's just not really your kind of thing. So, what did you do after that? Where did you go? Where did your life take you after after that? So, at a trial and repeat, it was not even trial and error, trial and repeat. I was school until <laughs> like 20, 25, 20, okay. 26. Mm-hmm. And then I just like had to take a, a hard look, like be like, all right, what what I want to do? Am I following this path that they set for me, or you know, uh, is that gonna be you know the thing I need to follow? But if I need to follow, I need to hunker down and and do it. Yeah. Or or if I'm really just against it, then I need to find my own my own kind of path. And uh, apart from like you know just getting into college, an American college, like very free spirited. It was art school too, so it was. Okay. It was just very free-spirited, very eye-opening, very mm-hmm. – I got into all type of, like, kind of things and uh, subject matters that I was not uh, not afforded to in Haiti, but it's just – it wasn't there. It was not something that, you know, mm-hmm. we, were, we were talking about. I mean, nobody was talking about philosophy <laughs> in Haiti. Right. Nobody was talking about, like, you know, these type of things in Haiti. And if they were, it was a very secluded niche that yes. you would know until you come back, hey, I'm seeking – this niche, where is it? Type wow. of deal. Um, but uh, 27 was when I really, I was just like, all right. Uh, and then just working a couple of jobs here and there, part-time, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing serious. But um, it was, 27 was just like, I was in this long relationship, you know, following again the path of uh, the normal man. <laughs> the normal seat <laughs> path. Uh and uh and I just decided I decided to quit just everything, man. I just pack up everything. I took my car and was like, all right, it's gonna be from Miami uh-huh. to God knows where. I need to find I need to find something that makes that gives me some kind of meaning. Wow. So uh so I pick up everything and I just drive. Uh and it was like a three and a half months road trip really from he from miami to uh cali with wow. a bunch of and it was no like hotels or anything like occasional motel just to get like kind of refamiliarized but it was just me my tent my car <laughs> wow. i was just like yeah it was just hey 
I need to see. I I I need to understand something else because I just couldn't. I couldn't accept that this was the only path for all of us. Like it was. That's not the only way that you know we have to do or we have to live things or we have to know things, whatever. And then, uh, so I took this road trip and I met all sorts of people. Okay, all sorts of people. Uh, we're not talking about great thinkers. We're not talking about. We're talking about people like normal people that a counterculture. Like I found a whole American counterculture, a whole world counterculture that they even know existed. Right. Uh, you know, they, I mean, in America, they call them like the travelers, you know, I guess like in Europe, would be like kind of the gypsies, yes, in yes, a way. Yes. <laughs> you know, but uh, um, wow. I met, see, I tell my friends this, my friends like, it was a cult. I'm like, eh. <laughs> <laughs> but I met this, uh, this, uh, um, it's it's a group of people because I had met them in California. It was just two of them, a couple, and they, they were traveling. It's like, hey, and we started talking, just like random conversations. Like, hey, you look like the type that would fit in a rainbow family. I'm like, rainbow what? <laughs> like, yeah, it's called rainbow family, rainbow gatherings. It happens all over the world. Like, there's like, you know, you just have to go to this website specifically. I think it was called like Squad the Planet, okay. uh, the website, and then there's like multiple groups like that that what they do is that they find a public national place mm-hmm. and they camp out there and everybody's kind of welcome you bring your own stuff your own food they build like you know kitchens out of nothing wow. and then they just they stay there for a month or two and it's just like a whole type of gathering of just different mindset and it was just it, it, it that's why i was debating with my friends like it doesn't seem like a cult because it's everywhere like, yeah, yeah. one happened in Ocala, Florida at the time, and the one that I got into for like two weeks, and then after that, kind of became overwhelming, was uh was a uh, one in uh, Tucson, Arizona, right. and it was just like this. It's basically a bunch of hippies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, a bunch of hippies just living their life the way they decide to, mm-hmm. you know, kind of have like their own idea, their own mindset. Which was kind of a little enlightened because it was like, you know, here are these people here just completely living outside the system, mm-hmm. outside, doing whatever they want. Mm. And then their happiness is in that. Now, coming from so many backgrounds, mm-hmm. it was not a comfort zone. I'm glad I met it. I'm glad I saw it. I loved it. Yeah. But uh, it's not the life you choose. Yeah. Definitely not the life you choose. <laughs> definitely. <laughs> You know, it's a choice. It's at the end of the day, it's like, uh, what, what do you want? Exploration without comfort or comfort? Mm, it's a deep question. Mm. It's a deep question. Comfort. I don't know. I don't know. Comfort is the man, Comfort is how the system gets us, man. <laughs> that's, that's, that's what I was. That's what I'm saying. I'm thinking comfort as a comfort as a um, as a term or as a concept is yeah. is the is the enemy of growth, maybe. It is, it is, it, it's sad to say, but it is like, we don't, we grow through struggle, mm-hmm. you know. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Now that's, that's, that's a, that's a, a quite an interesting um, <laughs> journey there. Coming from, coming from Haiti to then moving to America and seeing these different ways of living that are completely different to to your almost restricted and highly directionalized, if that's even a word, or pushed in a direction life up until that point, up until you deciding 
to what do you, what do you think gave you that um, get up and go to get up and go if that makes sense you know the same thing that made me come back is the same thing that pushed me away it, it was the comfort it was like oh this is what you got to do to keep this comfort like uh, and I was like yeah but this comfort is 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 not that's not an answer to it's like you ask yourself what's my life purpose to get mm-hmm. comfortable <laughs> mm. what's a why why do you work why do you why do you do anything to get comfortable yeah. to have my family the wife kids settle down to get comfortable mm-hmm. i mean at the end of the day that's most of us what we think i don't want to say it's for everybody but that was the same thing that pushed me because i felt like that was the same thing that put me in that mindset the the you know the traditional background mindset that was also a challenge, like coming here, and I was like, "Well, traditionally, this is how it is," and then America is just laughing at you. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not how it is. There's so many possibilities, so many things. Mm-hmm. So it was to me, it was just like, it was the comfort. It was the the my also. Uh, my struggles with school, my struggles with uh, w- w- with my own my own purpose, my own um. W- 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 you know that that millennial question: Why am I here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, it's, a, that, it's an important question. question. Why am I here? What am I doing this? You know, it's just I, it's too much. Like I, I always say this: I don't. I empathize a lot with people, not just, not just uh, people I care about, but I empathize with things that happen in the world, things that you know that happen around us to 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 people in general, to black community, to. Mm-hmm. You know, all that stuff, like things like this, I need to understand why there's this uh, kind of struggle, kind of obstacles that we put, you know, in a society. So it was just, it was all these questions I had. And I was like, I, I need to figure something out. There's something that they themselves, as in my parents, you know, yeah. everybody, like my family around me tell me, like, I need to figure out something else, man. It's, it can't just be all that. Mm-hmm. Bear with me. I'm just going to turn this light on. I'm looking a bit dark here. Hey. One sec. Right. Yeah. Maybe a little bit better. Oh dear. Right, yeah. So yeah, that's that's that is that is proper interesting. It's interesting that um you I feel like that's a pretty brave thing to do. Obviously some some element of it was down to maybe as you said, struggle with school and kind of just yeah. wanting to find another yeah. path. But I still think that to to make that decision to like you said, packing your car and go rather yeah. than driving your car to McDonald's or something and go get it. Do you know what I mean? Do you get what I mean? I feel like that's what a lot of people yeah. do where, like, where they just, ah, oh, they feel like they haven't got many options. That's maybe I'm, maybe I'm projecting or whatever, but I'm just, this is how I've, this is how I've, I've kind of built the picture in my mind that those are the options that you've got really. Either you kind of fit into the social norms conform to what is expected of you, which is not just, not traditionally, but just society-wise, go, go get a job and just live hand-to-mouth in the immediate time now, and or go and just see what the world has to offer. And I feel like that's a, a very, a very brave, a very enlightened decision. And that's probably why you were blessed with seeing all these different options and alternatives to the way life is. Do you, I mean, do you get what I mean? 
Yeah, very much. Yeah. Uh, it's 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 um like the I don't know if it's necessarily the same. If it's not, we should definitely uh, patent <laughs> it. But uh, but it's like how art is best when it's um when it comes from struggle. Mm-hmm. It's uh, it's almost like we the, the best the best artists that we have had shitty lives. <laughs> I'm talking about shitty lives, or even if you want to take um uh, uh, something more relevant like the music industry, you can't tell me old Jay Z or old Kanye is as good as anything recently they've dropped. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not saying there's not some good Kanye tracks out there or like, you know, something like that. But like the very good first album Kanye dropped or like stuff like that, there was there was heartfelt emotions in there. There was, mm-hmm. uh, you know, there, there, there was struggle in there that you could rise out of something, you know, something out of nothing versus now when uh, they're multi-million dollar yeah. businesses trying to make music just for money. That's exactly of what it is. Truth. Yeah. It's, and it's that truth. I feel like what comes what comes out of struggle um, is truth, even when it is almost, what's the word? Even when it is, I don't know if contrived, I think contrived is the right word. So, you know, yeah. like, even if you're, if you're rich or you're comfortable, like yeah. you were saying, if you're comfortable and you try and make an honest record, because we're talking about music, for yeah. example, then it's still going to be coloured by the comfort. It's still going to be coloured by the ego. It's still going to be coloured by all these external exactly. things. Where when you're coming from struggle and the only motivation you've got is I need to eat, I need to yeah, I need to be somebody. Like it is yeah. just about what is my truth. And I think a lot of I feel like a lot of the best, like you said, the best art, and I feel like that's why the best art comes from truth and comes from struggle. Um yeah. because there is no there is it's no either white you noise. make it or you don't. There's yeah, it's a black and white. Uh, 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 dilemma. It's not. Yeah. It's not. It's like one of the few black and white dilemmas, but yeah. it's it's there. It's like either I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it great, and it's gonna be great, or I'm not. I'm mm-hmm. just not gonna make it. Yeah. Yes. Interesting. What I did want to touch on, you did mention it, and just when you mentioned it, it was something that I was thinking of asking. You mentioned like you know your your interest. You know you're interested in people and I don't know black issues and all these kinds of things so mm-hmm. I did you when you first when you came from Haiti because I don't know much but I do know that um there is maybe some kind of stigma yeah. in America around Haitians and um did you experience any I don't know uh pushback or racism for example or just any kind of prejudice, maybe, is a more broader term. If it wasn't direct, I don't know what part of America you was in, but did it, did you experience anything? Like, was that a shock to you, or is that so? So first, uh, see, now I live in Miami. Miami is like, a, and I call it a cesspool. People tell me cesspool is not a good word, but that's what I call it. Miami is a cesspool. It's like you have all the Caribbean there. You have, uh, you know, uh, European influence. You have uh, South American influence. You really have a bunch of people that are there in Miami. So Miami is a little bit less. Mm-hmm. Um, but when I first moved to uh, to, to America, yeah. it was uh, it was in Savannah, Georgia. Oh, wow. Wow. Sorry. So, so the thing uh, with uh, Savannah, 
that I didn't know. So the thing for me growing up in Haiti, and I always tell people this is something I had to realize afterwards. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we we come from a majority uh, majority of black, right? So we're not used to being a minority. Um, mm-hmm. The the thing the type of racism there is in Haiti is classism. It's it's about money. Right. So the more money you have, the wider you look. Even if we like, we look purple. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. if you have a lot of money, they literally on the streets, like the little poor kids in the street, will call you, "Hey, hey, white, hey, whitey, hey, whitey," like wow. that type. So, um, it's something I never experienced till I came to to Savannah, and uh, you know, now I'm 33, I can say it, but it's like first night trying out my fake ID. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like, okay, it's a I tried to fake ID out, so I called these two girls that were like in uh, sophomore, like, "Hey, I'm gonna try my fake ID, please. You know, you guys are older, like, come out with me. Let's see if it works." So mm-hmm. I go to this uh, bar. I remember it was called B and D Burger, like mm-hmm. <laughs> bar, and kind of like underground. I go, and at first I don't realize it. Right, I, I, I'm just going down. And I just see a bunch of people because at that point I was colorblind. I, I just see a bunch of people there, right? Mm-hmm. Um. And then uh, I go, I try the ID, I get my drink, Heineken too. Huh. Man, <laughs> no taste. Yeah, I was like, going to say. I was going to say. Like, I was, come on, that was 20 The man. worst beer in existence. Heineken is like, no beer, I know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so we, I take the beer, it works. I turn around to the ladies, I'm like, hey, I got my beer, shit straight. So they go and then um, they're ordering their drinks. So I'm kind of like canvassing the area. I'm like turning around looking. And I see these like these uh, these white dudes like in the corner. Uh, military bootcut. Savannah is like a, a very uh, big base too. Like there's a lot of military um, base there. But um, so I mean, I, I see these guys in the, in the corner, you know, kind of all group up by the by the dart, the, 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 the dart target thing. And they're like... And they said something, and I'm saying it now because that's why I understood they said, but I really didn't hear it at the time. So I was like, oh, we don't accept your kind down here. Oh, wow. This is like 2005, six, yeah. And so me being completely ignorant to mm-hmm. this, walks up to the guys. I'm talking about a bunch of military. Walks up, <laughs> myself, walks up and say, sorry, I didn't hear you. What'd you say? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, you heard me. And then that's when they all kind of pair off. And then that's kind of like how, you know, how information sometimes take time to process. Yeah. Did he just say he doesn't accept my kind down here? And I'm looking at this fight. I'm like, I'm not winning this fight. There's no yeah, yeah, yeah. winning this fight whatsoever. So I turn around to the girls and I'm like, all right, I'm dipping. This is not my scene. This is what mm-hmm. I just heard. Yeah. And uh, the girls is like, what? No, you're kidding me. What? I'm like, who did this? I'm like, these guys there. So I'm out. And then, so I started walking, and then they turned around to right behind me and flipped the bird to them too, which is kind of funny. <laughs> we went out, and it was it was a weird, you know. It, it didn't hurt. Yeah. It didn't hurt because I haven't been put through that type of 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 thing often, but it was just uh, it was surprising. It was it it was surprising, laughable almost. I was like, did he just fucking tell me? <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't accept my kind down here. Are you kidding? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. what is this? The 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 audacity or the bravery of somebody audacity. to dare to say that. Man. Yeah. Man. Yeah. And that's when I realized when I came down, I didn't realize this, and that's what I was trying to say. It was just an all white bar. 
but I didn't mm. see that because I didn't see that at first. I only knew I already knew I was in America, so I only knew like I, the ratio of white and black would be different. And it was just like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, so I gotta watch out now. I can't just, yeah, mm-hmm. I can't just come in and yeah. just uh, you know act nonchalant. I gotta, <laughs> I gotta make sure you know, I be, get be on your toes, be on your be aware. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So how did that color? How did that color your? How 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 was that manifest itself in the sense of now? Obviously, maybe you're. I'm presuming the girls that you were with were white girls. Um, yeah. you're going, if you're there, you're going. You're scanned to school or whatever. And if it's a mainly white area, then you're going to be around white children and or young people or whatever. So how how are you how are you able then to be aware? And still live your life as a child, excuse me, well, or as a young person. Did, I, it, did see, it affect? Did it affect your day to day? See, that's the thing. It it didn't, and that, that that's what that's the 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 kind of like study and the analysis there because it it goes back to the I grew up in a majority, um, mm-hmm. so to me this is this is kind of a joke. This is not this is not real in a sense although it was pretty real especially in savannah it was pretty mm-hmm. real but it was it was never it never affected me because i already knew my worth you know what i mean wow. so i feel oh. like it, it was it was an interesting uh, analysis because i was like so i get it though because uh black americans um do not have that that luxury to be like well i was part of a, a majority because they always been felt like a minority mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they always have yes. that minority complex. So no matter what, for them, it, it, it affects them way more than it would affect me. Like to this mm-hmm. day, you still get, and I'm sure we, we all do, we still get mm-hmm. like little things here and there, but it never, it, it's not like it impedes me from doing anything or, 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 or being anything different. I just, now I know, okay, so I sense this area right here is probably not fitting for me. So I'm just not gonna be in there. But even if I happen yeah, to be yeah, in there, yeah. it's not like you know I'm stressed or scared shitless. I just make sure I watch my garden and kind of like move in as fast as possible and get out. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> That's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, something because I think um, that's definitely something I like, I I think about, especially when obviously you know I've I've never been to America, so I don't I haven't been. So I just think about how that dynamic, um, being in a being in a place where it's similar to being here in the sense that uh, white people are the majority, and with with power comes great responsibility. So they do have they, they the power the power dynamic is different. So some people will have. Um, some people will have that negative view of me just by looking at me. Yeah, I was saying that in, in those deep south states, it's mm-hmm. it's like they're open carry states. So it can, if somebody is going to take it that far, like fighting might not just be enough. Yeah, you know, yeah When yeah. I was young, I've had, yeah, to, I've had yeah. to fight. I've had to, do you know what I mean? But it's, even though the guns do exist here, they're all illegal. So the, not everybody's got one. I feel like the fact you can go to the supermarket and buy a gun out there, what do you have one? Makes these 
potential interactions more, more sinister. Yeah. More violent, more... It, it's... Mm-hmm. <sighs> see, see, my conflict in anything is that I never look at only one side. So I try to look mm-hmm. at multiple sides. And right. so when you say this, and then now when, when we literally have martial law, <laughs> almost mm-hmm. still. So now yeah. you're like, well, wait, wait, am I for or against guns now? You know what I mean? He's yeah. like, am I, am I yeah. for the accessibility of it or, or against it now? Because especially the times, you just don't know. And it's not even so much for, uh, I want to own because I want to protect myself from the government. It's more, I want to protect myself from people. Because now yeah. you don't know how people will react under these circumstances. Like I'm not, mm-hmm. and it's funny because um, although I did grow up in, um, and I'll say semi-privileged because privileged because privileged in Haiti means middle class here. <laughs> it's not, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not the same, you know, type thing. But I grew up in a semi-privileged family, um, mm-hmm. and generations of guns it's not it's not just because for us it was normal and it was out of protection because of an unstable country unstable um we we miss there were some school years we'd miss two to three months of school because we just could not go to school because it was just uh protests in the streets uh burning front of schools burning schools burning whatever because of an unstable government so for us, having a gun was true protection. So I grew up around guns. I grew up... Hey, listen. I had kidnapping... Um, tra- like, anti-kidnapping training. Wow. Like, at the age of, like, 16, I was doing this with my dad, my my younger brother, my mom. It's like, all that stuff. Like, we were doing this, like, how to, like, you know, hey, you stop, your car gets stopped. How the hell are you going to defend yourself type of, type of deal? Because and it's funny because I always tell people this. It's like, yeah, I may look preppy. But I grew up in the ghetto. I grew up yeah, in the yeah, number yeah. one ghetto in the world. Like, you know, yeah. like, sure, I was in the suburb, but I heard gunshots every night or every other mm-hmm. night. Mm-hmm. I know I have friends and, and, and family members that have been, you know, kidnapped and hold for ransom. So it's not, it's not something that I don't know, but it's like there's – so that's why probably like when I'm here, I'm not gun obsessive because I'm like, you guys have nothing to worry about <laughs> compared to what I had to worry yeah. about like growing up. In yeah, yeah, yeah. Cup. But yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. That sounds like sounds like um, one of my favorite films. Maybe one of my top favorite films, Man on Fire, is um love that one of, movie. One of my favorite films, yeah, that. Denzel. So yeah, it's interesting when so you say really things like that. It makes so me, really yeah, I can imagine. That's um that's intense. Just thinking about having to on that list of what the jobs you have to do as a parent. Adding on to that already extensive list of jobs you've got to do is also to prepare your child for the risk of being kidnapped by somebody who wants to take what you've built for your child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's a, it's um, yeah. yeah, it's a proper interesting concept. Very interesting. Oh, it is.
So we spoke about we spoke about loss, and I think where as far as the deep topics with you, I think this is going to probably be the last one. Let's talk about love. Oh, we even haven't gotten to existence existence yet. It's about to get. Yeah, deep, I thought, right? I thought, I thought, <laughs> but huh? wait, do you want to go there now? More. Do you want to go there now? Do you want to no, go no, existence now? That's a question. Yeah, the question really is just simply: um, Are you in love? Do you believe in love? Or which? And you, you can pick which one of these questions apply to you. Um, and so, are you in love? Do you be, and if not, do you believe in love? And um, you're not fro- okay. I thought you were froze. <laughs> is love real? Is love real? Ah, uh, no. You look like you're frozen, though. Is that the one you choose? Uh, no, I, I, I'm kind of choosing. I don't know which one I choose because I am in love. I, I, I am in love. Um, I do believe, I do believe in, uh, in, in, in love. Now, that's my human concept. Which mm-hmm. is, it's just really like that. It's just that's my human concept. I feel the chemistry. Yeah. I feel all the, the, the little, um, brain cells working a certain way, releasing really a certain type of, uh. Uh, 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 medication up in there that's making me react mm. physically to another person. Yes, mm-hmm. definitely. Um, I feel all that. Um, but I've been I've been through relationships before. I mean, at at thirty three, I think we all kind of uh, you know go through certain things in life. We're like, okay, well, I know what love was and I know what love is, type of deal. Yeah. Um, but. I, if you're also kind of referring to the last episode I dropped, a little segue, a little plug here for my last episode. Come on, but, yeah, uh, <laughs> make sure you do. Make sure you do. But uh, to me, it was an analysis of uh, what we as society view as love. Um, we have an idea of love is of, of, of romanticism, like you know, like heroin. Like you know, you rescue the girl, uh, you come as a knight in shining armor. Uh, you make her life better because it's not about us. The men's are the men in this relationship are absolutely perfect. You know what I mean? That pesky Disney just ruined it for us, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. So we're you know we just come in, we swoop the girl away, and then that's it, happily ever after. But that, that, that's not reality. That's right. how I've come out of a long term relationship. I um I haven't uh asked you yet. Know how your life been, but um, and we'll get there. Uh, oh but, yeah, no uh, problem. I'm, uh, I'm just as open as you, man. Don't worry, man. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, it's uh, it's it's crazy. It's uh, you know, I'm trying to see myself differently now. I'm trying to see how I see perceive love differently, and I feel like love at this point for us as humans should be about growth. It should not be what you feel in the moment about somebody. You know, it I should not. That. You know, six beers in. Uh, I'm with this girl. Tonight. I am listening. I'm just right. I'm just writing that one down because I like yeah. that one. There. Because <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, because it, it it has to be about growth. Because you, you could go out with this girl that you've been seeing for a couple of days, and you both get drunk. And now you know you come back to the crib and uh, you play that smooth jazz and you're about to get down mm-hmm. busy and then you're like, oh shit, I love this girl. But that that's romance. That's yeah. 
that's that's chemistry that's neurons really seeing endorphins and uh and you're just like you know going in with the train of like all that drug that's that your brain's been releasing to you right now but that's not mm-hmm. that's not like okay what about the next morning when you're having a fight about who should have done this or should, who should pick up the towel on the floor or who left the laundry you know it's, it becomes it becomes a whole different discussion it's like um It's it's to to it, it it goes back to like for me it's like if I'm gonna say I love you to somebody I need to know if I'm gonna say it when I'm eighty. Mm-hmm. Like when when all the shit that life is gonna throw at us, and I'm still gonna be able to see that and I'm be like yeah that's the person I want to go through a shit with. That's the person yeah. I uh, uh, be able to be with. So that's my concept of love now. It's uh, it's having that mindset. It's not just saying the, oh, for this moment in time, you're perfect. It's more for the like, w- what's gonna happen we when we go through this problem? What happens when uh, well, when we can't pick the bills or something? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> or something yeah, like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like when the hardcore things happen. So. Then yeah, it's, it's a it's a process, definitely. Say definitely is. Mm. You asked me that six, seven years ago, I'd be like, oh, it's romance. <laughs> I hear you. I hear you. Um, I was, <laughs> I, if you asked me six, seven years ago, I probably would have, should we think, yeah, maybe six, yeah, seven, maybe them sort of times there, I probably would have said it's a waste of time. Yeah. <laughs> That's how I would have looked. That's exactly how I would have I looked it. And now, now I'm married. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Why did that sound kind my of friends, Yeah, it's crazy. My friends, my friends laugh at me. Not at the fact I'm married, but just to see the transition. The the, the transition. Definitely. Yeah. That's it. Fall in love with concepts and ideas. We we have uh, as a species, that's what we're at. Like we're we love ideas. We have the ideal human being, the ideal humankind, the ideal mm-hmm. love. But do we really respect it? Do we really go, you know, and actually open up to that? That's like the deep That's... question. <laughs> yeah, I think that is deep. I feel like, oh, um, yeah, do we, do we, are we, yeah, we, we have this idea in our mind, but are we, um, are we equipped to receive it? To receive it or to can we, Yeah, can we? Like we want love, but can we? Do we know how to experience love? Do we know how to receive love? Yeah. Um, because that's another debate that me and my friends have, and it's, it's about if you if you haven't if you haven't seen um, a healthy and functional, loving relationship work isn't being raised because we all we all our basic all our basic um, thought processes are created from our upbringing if we haven't seen that where do you get your point of reference from oh i know like it's gonna be the show too hot to handle on netflix (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen that you recommending that that one no i'm not recommending that at all what (laughs) joke (laughs) that was a joke i am not recommending this no. I was about, I was about, I was about to write it down and go watch it when we finish. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not. 
no, I mean, again, it, you know, it's your taste. It's it's whatever your taste is. It's uh, but but it it's to show what you were saying about like how our idea are just uh, uh, complex. Mm-hmm. Like, are we ready to receive? Are we equipped? Should I say to to receive the things that we want? The things that, that we kind of we make moves to gain. Like, are we are we even in, in a position to even know when we've got them or not? Um, I, I I think I think what we have is is the stories we tell. Uh, I think what what we aspire to is through these stories. Um, the Greeks had the Greek gods and the Greek mythology. The Egyptians had the Egyptian gods and the Egyptian mythologies. <laughs> And, and we, this current generation of humans, have movies, have TV show, and, and how we portray these is what we aspire to be. But um, do we have the tools? I don't... I, I feel this generation probably is one of the generations that challenges these questions more than any other generation because the other generations I feel like were, were th- their purpose were determined by, by a system already so they accepted it our generation doesn't okay. <laughs> it doesn't accept the, the, the system's purpose and then we're, we're all out here trying to seek meaning and, and, and purpose and stuff like that and everything we do so I feel like if anything it's like well, that's the start of the breakdown to find these tools in order to, 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 to be you know, anywhere near the the level that we need to be. Like, I can say, you know, whatever I want about what I think love is and why mm-hmm. I aspire to be, but do I practice it in every day? Do I, you know, is it, is it, is it true to me in every level at the, all the time? No. <laughs> no, because that would entitle that I'm mm-hmm. perfect, that I'm, I'm a perfect human being. I'm, you know, I have no, no, absolutely not. But at least, you know, mm-hmm. I try to aspire to be like this. And, and I think that's all we can. That's all the tools we have is uh, the aspiration yeah. to be better. I feel like this kind of touch the impact of loss. So have you experienced loss? I people, um, I, I don't know, um, whether it can be something like, I don't know, failure, uh, or perceived failure, whether failure is real or not is a question for, for maybe, for maybe your, your style of podcast, you know, but, um, yeah, loss. I, uh, yeah, What's definitely. Um, and I say I big loss. loss. Um, and by big loss, I'm talking about close family members. Um, not for necessarily state of country, just um, accident. And uh, at a very, very, I say young age, but I feel like your your adolescence, like your your teen years, are very important because that's when right. you kind of like you know you're discerning what you were told when you were younger which with what life is bringing to you too, because you don't have the filter anymore that your parents used to give you. And um, I experienced having my, uh, both of my uh, little cousins and my uncle, my godfather too, die in a fire. Uh, Yeah. It's like the house burned down on the freaking 31st of, well, 1st of January, 2005, 2005, 2004. 
Yeah. So I guess this is a part of that I didn't put in my story, but like these kind of things like started me like very young questioning everything else. It was like, wait, what? Mm-hmm. That can happen? People can just go like this without like yeah. any inherent crime or, you know, it's one thing if you get shot because somebody was trying to steal something, that there is a reasoning to the death. There's somebody mm-hmm. to blame. There's somewhere mm-hmm. you go and you look at it in a certain way. But yeah. when it's just random like that, you're like, what? What's why? What's why? why? Yeah. What? There's no meaning. Um, you could turn to religion. You tell me, oh, it's God's plan. I'm like, okay, get out of here because that's not enough reasoning for me. <laughs> like, I'm not saying anything wrong about God or that I don't believe about God. That's not the point. But if that's all you're giving me, bye. <laughs> because uh, the hey. same the same people could turn around and the Ravens won the Super Bowl. Is like, oh, thanks to Jesus or God. It's like, what? So hold on, say God, that again. Say that again, it kind of cut no, out a I'm little bit. I'm saying like it's the same type of people that turn around the Super Bowl. They, the, the Ravens won the Super Bowl, and the receiver, the wide receiver uh, uh, of the Ravens says, Oh, it all happened thanks to God. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. Oh, what? So God didn't choose my, my uncle and my two uh, uh, cousins, but he chose you to win the Super Bowl? I mean, we, we, have, a, we have an issue. Yeah. There's a gap. There's a gap. There's a gap. Mm-hmm. You know, there's something That's we're a, not fixed. Mm-hmm. Information out there that Just we're not cool. seeking, like <laughs> you know what I mean. Like yeah. and again, it's not taking anything. And the, the thing I do with my podcast is that even if I'm talking about religion, or even if I'm talking about God or existence or whatever, my thing is not. I'm not saying anything is wrong. Like my thing is like, oh, your religion or your whatever you do is not wrong. That's not the thing. It's like, but at what point do we question? Like, at what point do we just accept a status quo? Like, oh, this is how things have to be. This is how it's gonna be. This is God's purpose, and then you just have to do the rest yourself. Like, at what point do we just, we just accept that? And it, it goes back to the comfort. It goes back to, well, are we, are we working to fulfill a divine plan, or are we really working to get our own comfort zone? You know, type of deal. So, it was uh, that was probably part of my teen years that really kind of woke me up to like a bigger meaning, a bigger, a bigger, uh, either meaning or non-meaning of whatever's happening around us. That was it. That was, uh, yeah, that was my story of loss. It, it, that, I feel like that's what, um, okay, I remember now. So that's what kind of um, kick-started my whole, I was pretty rebellious, but I wasn't, I was rebellious without a purpose. I was just rebellious right. in general. But that that kind of really started like my whole line of questioning, like questioning kind of everything. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. what was the purpose? What would be, you know, what would? Uh, oh, I was telling you how. Why would God choose to take them? You know, and again, it's I don't, I'm not anti God. I'm not anti religion. I'm not anti anything. Like you do, you you do, you find your truth, mm-hmm. like you said. Um. Mm-hmm. Because that's what gives you your peace of mind. That's your, that's how you give your life meaning. Please, by also, do it. Um, by all means, do it. Um, but for me, it was just like, okay, so that doesn't make sense. My religion is not answering that question right now. And then you turn around the TV, you find somebody wins the Super Bowl, and they're saying, oh, it's all thanks to God. And I'm like, wait, mm-hmm. yes, yes, yes. That that don't make sense to me. How <laughs> you know? So they're out there, you know, uh, playing Super Bowl with popcorn and like the little little signs, <laughs> like like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, they're up there, like kind of rooting for different things. And that's and that's, that's what that's what he's concerned about. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's like that. Yeah, and of course, you know, he's omnipotent. He can be anywhere. But that just that that was not answering my question. That's when I realized, well, um, you know, it's other people answering these questions. It's not. It's, it's you, you. I don't know if you have, but I haven't had a direct line with God in communication about these answers uh, to to whatever the universe. So it's other people answering it. So why can I? Why can I seek my own answers? Why can I seek my own? Uh, uh, a knowledge on this. Why do I have to listen to somebody else tell me their their agenda, their their view of things? So that's, that's what lost brought me. <laughs> Question. Yeah. So do you do you feel like do you feel like that is the direct link to your question in mind? Do you feel like loss was the direct um, I don't know conduit to you finding? Not conduit, oh, more like searching catalyst. questions. Yes, maybe that's the better word for all. Because conduit would be like I, I kind of always had it. I, I had it there. I always had it there. The question mind was always there for me. Mm-hmm. Um, what mm-hmm. kind of like made it like an overdrive? What was like, all right, um, I need to find better ex- answers. Was that was yeah. was that catalyst? Like to me, it was just like okay, all right. There's there there needs to be other answers out there. You mm-hmm. know. Yeah, just apart from apart from my mother, that was really the the yes. only loss okay. I've experienced, um, and it was it was a hard was one it's... to deal with just because. Sorry, say again. I was gonna ask, was it sudden or was it something that? Yeah, it was. It was. She was. She wasn't well. But it was just like not just, but it was kind of diabetes and you know that kind of thing, taking high blood pressure medication, that kind of thing. Yep. And um, I remember the day. She phoned me the night before, and or the day before, and said, "Ah, oh, she doesn't feel well. Can I come to stay there?" So I've gone there. You know, I cooked her some food. I've chilled, and we've laughed and caught some. You know, what I mean, just had a little vibe, and it was. And I've gone, yeah. gone to sleep on the sofa and woke up the next morning, and she was stiff in the bed. You know, so she died in the night while I was on the sofa in the in the front room. So it was it was uh, it was a very very difficult luck. Luckily for me, um, obviously I phoned the ambulance and they kind of talked me through the CPR process and all of these kind of things. Um, but when they when they came, uh, they said that she passed in the night. It was too late. And yeah. what I was saying is, luckily for me, a friend of mine that had died a few years previously, yeah, who, his mum his his mum lived close to my mum and she just happened to be walking past and not the door because she knew my mum from way back and like saved saved my state of mind for want of a better word because I was I was lost I was kind of walking around like a zombie and I think she came yeah. when she opened the door and I told her what had happened she came in and slipped straight into mother mode and was just like all right um have you brushed your teeth and I was just like no have you used <laughs> the toilet no you know like right. yeah, 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 yeah almost tried yeah. to just snap me out of the the the, the zombie state I was yeah. in yeah and kind of um directed gave me something to do so I went and done that and anyway she took control of the situation and she got me to phone she said have you got a friend you can call and I phoned my friend and he ended up both of them ended up coming by the end of the day but one was at work and you know like it was just it was she was like she was the godsend in that moment yep she was that person kind of um yeah saved my mind state 
then my friends, yeah. when they did come, it was kind of very much um, showed me as being raised as an only child, I was very much felt like I was alone in the world. Apart from if me and my mum had a strained relationship, I was apart from my mother, there was I felt like there was no one else that I could really rely on. And in that moment, in that period of time, I realised the support system that I did have and do have up to this day. Um, so it was it was a blessing and a curse at the same time. You know? Yep. So yeah. very much. So yeah. That that was that's um as far as loss is concerned, that's really the the most major loss. Um my friends my friend's um father passed not too long ago and that was a hard one just because yeah. of the, the manner in which, you know, like yeah. cancer's a horrible thing, man, and um it's just hard to see people that you care about in pain, man. So um yeah, it was that's but like my own personal loss, I'd say yeah, my mother's really the only time I've experienced it. It's 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 always the 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 crazy. And by the way, thank thank you for sharing. I know these topics are not you know really easy for people to talk about, but I appreciate it. Um, no problem. But uh, it's yeah, it's it's always the questions like. What is worse, the actual loss or the struggles towards the loss? Like if you see somebody go, you know, in the, in the night or the struggle that you had to go through, you know, for, for to see that person go. It's like, you know, so, that last so night you were, huh? It's, I'm not sorry. I was just saying it's a hard, it's a hard one to pick. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so you had to go through, you know, for for to see that person go. It's like, you know, so, that last so night you were, huh? It's, I'm not sorry. I was just saying it's a hard, it's a hard one to pick. Yeah. 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 So you see someone go through the night. No, you see somebody go through a night. You were there with them the day before. I'm not saying everything was fine, but you know, you were laughing. You were you slept in the yeah. couch to wake up. It's it's that. It's a, it's harsh. It's a, it's that that, um, cancellation. That uh, mm-hmm. abrupt finish. That finality. That yes. you're faced with, and you're like, okay, what? How am I dealing with this right now? And then you 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 have yeah. to go to zombie mode. You have to because even if you're asking, mm-hmm. your your mind is active. It's you, you can't express it. It's it's yes. all in there. It's, you got a thousand thoughts racing through your head, and it's just at the mm-hmm. same time none of them are relevant. Relevant. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It's um, it's a almost. It's it's the it's the first it's the first and only time I can recall being in whatever that state was. I can only use it. I can only describe it as being a zombie. I can I can only describe it as me. That's the first time I felt like a passenger in my body, you know, where I'm, and you know, you see people talking about their, I'm looking at themselves doing things from above. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, it was more like I'm watching myself doing things from inside me. You know, like I feel like I'm I'm driving, like I, I feel like my body is a car and I'm driving this car. Yeah. Um, but you're you not know? even driving. Somebody I, else but is I'm not, driving. Yes. Right. It's weird. I'm a passenger in a car then maybe. That's yeah. a better way to describe it. I'm still looking at the same windscreen that everyone, that the driver is, but I have no, 
understanding or control of how yeah. I can operate this thing. Yeah, it's, it was... Yeah, I feel like care was something that... Yeah, care and, care and emotions and everything was stripped from me. Everything. Yeah. yeah. I was literally just there. Like, I had no control over anything that it was, it was a difficult time but what I will say is you know the support system I did have um, has got me through that immediate time yeah. I feel like without that support system I, I just didn't have the it's funny I was talking about something like this today with somebody to be fair the next the next guest that's going to be on the um on my podcast just kind of talking yeah. about the the having the vocabulary to articulate your emotions and huh. how we, and how and how we as men struggle. don't know it we don't we don't we don't have the ability to articulate how we feel even nope. let, to ourselves let alone to other people nope. so if you can't process it in your mind and find a way to explain it to yourself there's no way you can explain it to the outside world no so i feel like yeah go on yeah so so and and tell me tell me if you relate to this it was almost like (laughs) you know even if you would cry you you you, inside of you you'd be like why are you crying right aren't you fake crying right now are you fake crying are you trying to cry for people right now why are you crying it was almost right. like that kind of questioning that was going to my mind. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah, and um, we're not equipped for this. We're not. We don't have the tools for this at all as men, but in general. We, but we, we can, we can. That's the conversation I was having. Where I feel like that experience for me, I feel like gave me the vocabulary. Experience, um, arm gave me the vocabulary because I was because I had to. I was so much in my mind. My whole process was trying to gain understanding rather than in the moment I spoke to the people that I was around. But when I was by myself, it was very much me trying to understand why I felt this new feeling. Obviously, I understood, you know, it's my mother and it's important. But I've always characterised myself as somebody who... um, was emotionally strong. That's the way I would have described myself. Um, but I think now I would characterise myself at that time as somebody who was emotionally dead. I was, yeah. I was, I was unable to access. Um, I was unable to access my emotions. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe not emotions is too broad a term. I was unable to access my vulnerability or my yeah. sadness any of the any any emotions that i perceived as weak if they even come anywhere near my vicinity i'm pushing that to one side yeah and i'm going back into my to my he-man stuff you know yeah <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> so yep, very much yeah so it, i think it took it took for me to experience that loss in order for me to build the vocabulary to be able to articulate my feelings to the outside world after after having to go through that process of articulating it to myself. And I feel like that's the conversation I was having earlier with um, 
this this the next guest where she was saying that we we as men don't we're not given permission no. to be emotion emotional and that kind of opens the door emotions open the door to your intuition and to your feelings and to you being able to access certain things that you have within you um yeah it was really it's a really it was a really interesting concept to me um intuition um but yeah so yeah loss is something um, i've experienced i've i feel like i've made sense of and i feel like i am prepared for in as best as me as an individual can be prepared to lose something yeah i care about you know no, very much so. It, it it brings me to my point. I mean, of course, um, you, it it's a big loss to you because it was somebody. It, it was your mom. It was your mother. Mm-hmm. Like you're the person mm-hmm. that raised you. Um, yeah. for me, it was people that were very close. That people I went to. We did everything together, and mm-hmm. um, but and forgive me to say this, but it's almost no, as if loss brought you more gains. Yes, it's. It's very possible. It's very possible. I think how you said it is a comfortable way for me to hear it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because I didn't. I didn't want to. That's exactly what I was doing. I was like, all right, don't say some dumb shit for that. You don't offend this guy. No, right I feel now. you. I feel you. I feel you. I hear yeah, you exactly. Yeah, very much. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's yeah. That's what. That's why I used to look at failure as like you know, ah, oh, shit messed up again but it's not there's no such thing as failure us it's like an an exchange Um, give something away it might be very important it might be really important to you but you do you never just lose you're gaining something in return Um, yes equivalent to what you've lost at the moment probably very beneficial to you and your growth in the future so yeah, I think I think it's um that's that's very true. And then what where that where that takes my mind now is thinking, see what we was talking about before when we was talking about loss and we was talking about um the reasoning and the reason that we we try and find for the loss. Yeah. And um you know, it's it's easy to kind of think okay, cuz I'm not a religious person, but you know, when we think, okay, we need more than just the fact that it was part of some great master plan. <laughs> that leads yeah. to the next question. Good job. Okay. The segue. Okay. Good. Good. Oh, yeah. Good. <laughs> Good. Um, so, yeah, I feel like that's, that's an example of pulling the positive out of a negative. And is there even a positive or negative if you want to get all, you know, philosophical about it, do you know what I mean? <laughs> it's um is there even
what did that journey look like for you? So how did so you was it was it debating? What's you, what would you say? What would you say is your the best way of you finding knowledge or getting knowledge? Is it through speaking to people? Are you a reader? Are you a watcher? Um, would you say yeah? It's it's multiple. It's multiple. Um... It's multiple things for me. I'm not. I'm not a bookworm. I'm not gonna sit here and tell you I've read countless of books. I'm not a bookworm, but I do read right. what I do find interesting on certain topics. Mm-hmm. Like you know, it's right. like I'll pick it up. I'll pick a book, something like that, to make sure that I further my knowledge. Um, I'm more of a visual, so when things are explained to me visually, like it's instead of like eloquent words all the time, like it's better mm-hmm. way for me to understand. So mm-hmm. I'll watch more like documentaries and and and, yeah. and online classes and and stuff like that because it's it's that's how I obtain my knowledge like uh, a little bit better. But also also mm-hmm. through experience and talking to people, through failure. Like I, <laughs> I used to beat myself down for failure. It's like no, it's it's crazy, you know yeah. how how am I, uh, uh, you know that bad at this or or whatever, but. It's later on I found out like all these failures led me to where I am now. It's like kind of to give you a positive light of whatever my past. Like I, you know, after the whole journey thing, I came back. I was like, all right, what am I looking for? What I want to do? What are, what are the things I'm, I'm seeking? Because if I am seeking the comfort, it needs to be more than just comfort. It can't be redundant. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, it was just like, okay, I'm going to work the corporate ladder. I'm going to work like, you know, retail job, which is what I'm doing. I'm growing as a manager. I'm a manager now. So I have like, you know, I'm making enough to sustain my life and probably sustain more in my life. But it was, uh, for me, was that was not the goal. That was just a tool I needed to have. And mm-hmm. my goal is is, is this, is is the conversation, the the, the podcast, the, what mm-hmm. I want to kind of like, you know, grow into. It's, uh, yeah. Uh, because that's where I feel like my, my questioning mind and uh, passion gets uh, satiated. <laughs> I hear like that. I hear talk. that. Loud and clear. Yeah. It's like talking to you, talking to people, like being – not advocate, advocating that being on Instagram is good. But when you're, when, you're, when you're working on Instagram, like through your niche mm-hmm. to you know, other people and then communicating with other people, using the social mm-hmm. media tool as a tool, as a work tool – you know, it's yeah. you get so much more information that you would uh, not get if you were just uh, using it as like, oh, this is my picture, like. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> no, I hate like the people I've met. And what? I don't know when you started. I started my page. My podcast started since late February, March. But I started my page a week and a half ago. And it's like the people I've been meeting, wow. the connection I've been doing. I was in a, I was in a meetup thing which i feel like we, you probably should do the next one too with us mm-hmm. it's a meetup conversation with a bunch of podcasts in the uk for some reason by the way what? the uk has too many podcasts i don't know what you guys are doing over there <laughs> <laughs> no they were they were they were a lot they were a lot i think um yeah it's, it's a it's a it's a melting Is it like pot. a winter thing it? everybody's bunker down and you guys are just like recording or like no i think i think to be fair i think a lot of people I think it might be the same everywhere in the world, but especially with all that's going on now with the corona thing, the COVID thing, everybody's kind of forced to, like like we were just kind of talking about, look inwardly and think about what do you want to do? How And on top of that, you're also starved of 
physical interaction or interpersonal interaction. Yes. So I think that's a big catalyst as well for people to kind of want to connect with people. Yeah. Um, but to be fair, like kind of similar to you, I started this. I started my podcast. I think either last week of February or the first week of March. Um, yeah. Same. Yeah. So, so it is. It is very like a similar amount of time, um, and I'm. I'm kind of like you in the sense that um, I don't know. You didn't even say that. I don't even know why I said similar to you, but very new to that the social media yeah. kind of avenue. Um, yeah, I've, I've just used social media kind of for what I learned it was for. Yeah. I just want to show people stuff. Yeah, 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 just to show people, like, or maybe just to save save a video that I like, or save a picture that I've taken, yeah. or just show people, like, oh, this is what I was doing. But I wasn't really focused necessarily on the likes too much. But it yeah. was just a place for me to show people. Maybe a show off space. Maybe yeah, it, it the is, likes was at like, I, I mean, that's sense. kind of what I mean no? by the likes. It's not so much like, but yeah. it, it's a it's a, to, to to show off. To hey, this is what I'm doing. This. That's what I'm about yes. when it's not really what you're about, but that's what I'm about. Like. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I do hear you. I think, um, no, but there are, yeah, you was, you were saying that you was in a, a meetup with people from some UK podcasts. Yeah, I'll send you a link. I'll send you a link afterwards. Because mm. um, it's, it's pretty interesting. Uh, we're getting a couple, yeah. um, um, you know. Yeah things uh, how to how we should approach our business what we need to do in order to grow you know, it's, it's it's a very important tool so i'll sh- sh- share you the link afterwards but it's just to show like how that community itself because i've been to a couple of communities I'm, I'm in the gaming community too i'm in the business community it's like a sharks yeah. it's mm-hmm. multiple like people mm-hmm. trying to compete mm-hmm. with each other versus like this is a community i feel you know, it's it's more like a partnership, like a hey, let let me grow you so you can grow me type of deal. Is there even a positive or negative, or is it just perception? To me, to me, to 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 what I've I've and and of course I can be reading, watching, uh, understanding many type of people talking about many different. Po- at points, but at the end of the day, I have to make my own mind about it. And to me, mm-hmm. it's an even mm-hmm. exchange of energy. At the end of the day, I don't think there's a, uh, I don't think there's even good or bad. You know, in the mm-hmm. world. I think it's just energy. It's it's a perception. See, yeah, yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. It's it's a hard one. It's a hard one for it me. Is. It, my, it is. It is. What's the word? My my spirit, for one My spirit wants my spirit. My spirit just wants to agree with that, and just because it makes sense and it feels good. But then I always, always, I always get brought back to those things that are that are really heinous and really disgraceful and really exactly. unforgivable. And then you think, how is that not just a? How are there not some universal wrongs? Some things so, that are just universally wrong. So we could pick two examples. We could put, pick a very fictional, a very, a very Buddhist example and be like, if you water a plant too much, you can kill it. It's a yeah. good act. It's a good act mm-hmm. of watering, feeding a plant. But then you, mm-hmm. can too, you can give it too much water and kill it. Or we could go very relatable right now and say that we have a pandemic going. But mm-hmm. all the animals and all nature in the world is like growing and blooming. 
There's freaking right. dolphins in Venice. Uh, birds are flo- flying everywhere now. It's just it's it's, it's crazy. It's like this. It, it it's not. You know, at the end, it's it's we struggle with the fact that like, oh, there has to be a good or there has to be an evil. But you you realize at the end of the day, how many things daily you think you do that are good, mm-hmm. that are in good nature. How many times, and no matter how religious you are, do you think you're being Christ-like or Muhammad-like or or mm-hmm. Buddha Buddha-like? How many mm-hmm. times do you think in your daily daily actions you're being like this and we're not we're we're flawed creatures with a with a father complex we we don't know (laughs) (laughs) that's deep (laughs) no we don't know who her dad is we 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 heard some some man with white hair tell us her dad is somebody but we don't really know we haven't spoken to him yet you know it's just and at the end of the day, it's, it's that how can we even base a whole morality in the universe or morality in anything if uh, mm-hmm. um, we don't even know that, you know? Um, there's somebody, I used to talk to, to a friend and he used to tell me, you know what? If Hitler succeeded, there'd probably be no racism in the world. <laughs> Very crazy mindset to think. But if you just had everybody the same, why would you? Have, of course, you'd have other conflict. Of course, you would have other conflict, but it's like it's mm-hmm. the, that that term there. It's like, ha, huh, what a perspective to see. Now, I'm not for genocide or anything. That's not what I'm saying. <laughs> um, but 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 it gives you that mindset about perspective. You know what I mean? Like it's um, yeah. well, perspective to somebody that's loaded with money or, or rich is like you know a Lamborghini is pocket money. But then you, you give like a Nissan Altima to somebody that doesn't own a car, and it's like luxurious. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's yeah. uh, perspective. Mm. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a hard one because those examples that you gave, yes, I agree, those make sense. But then you look, because it's like, but I feel like that's why I say my my spirit tells me that what your that that perspective is right. And then you look at I look at I think of I think straight to the, the, the darkest of dark, which is like please go dark. ahead. Let's let's so I'm thinking there. I'm thinking I'm thinking like all right, cool. So let's look at somebody being raped or a child being abused or yeah. one of these kinds of things. And then you look at it and you say, like I could look at it and say, all right, um, okay, in the moment those things are bad, and then um, maybe the growth that that person then. Gains, gains from that yeah. situation and they could then change the world and help X amount of people in the future. Just as just making a scenario up. Yeah, you know yeah, what I'm yeah. trying to get at. Yeah. Right? But then then it comes down to the next question for me is always does the end justify the means? Well um, I struggle with that one. <laughs> I struggle you know? with it. I struggle with it. Uh yeah. I, because I think it's a, it becomes a, a thing of spirit versus mind. Mind is like hell yeah, purpose just. Oh right. <laughs> you know the the end wow, just finds me. Of of course that's the that's the logic mind. If I have to, you know, eradicate a hundred people to save a million, why is that even a thought process? Like that shouldn't mm-hmm. be, that should be where we need to go. But mm-hmm. spirit is like, uh, save everybody you can. Like don't mm-hmm. sacrifice a life for another. So it's like it, it, it's it, it, it is perspective. It is something that I don't think we have uh, the tools to even answer really. Uh, because that's deep. That's deep. 
because it, it, it's like we don't even understand our own beginnings. We don't understand. We don't even understand us. So mm-hmm. why why can we even understand the ending part? Like the the nature says the end justifies the mean. Nature does. Nature doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Nature doesn't have feelings like that. The nature says the end justifies the means. Nature a forest fire can be created out of nothing, and then it breeds a whole new forest. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, you know about cow manure. Cow manure is cow shit, but it grows. <laughs> it grows mm-hmm. plant. You use it everywhere to grow other life. So it's nature doesn't mm-hmm. care that process. Nature is about the end, justifying the means. So, mm-hmm. but then also as well, you have. Um, I don't even. To be fair, I only know this fact just purely because of a meme that I saw on social media. So. Please. If it's not true, memes. It's a culture we are in. We're like, <laughs> it's a meme culture. What are you but talking saw... about? We, that's how we get information. Go ahead. Right, but there's a, there's a there's a meme that I saw. With, it's talking about like a wolf pack, right? Yeah. And it's got like a big line. It's like a aerial shot of like a wolf pack, and there's a line of wolves, and it and it says like the weakest and the oldest are placed at the front, so the pack all moves at the same speed as the weakest parts of the pack. The the pack leader is at the back with um, to protect the rear with its three strongest, um, what's it called, whatever generals or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's got and the, the more powerful, the, the next powerful are behind the older ones. And, you know, like so, it's a very, it's a the system is built to protect the weak, and it's not to sac- never to leave, and that's that's never to leave the weak behind. The weak you know? behind, yeah, yeah. So it is. It, I feel like it's human nature. We pick, we pick, um, we pick information that fits our narrative. Yeah. You know. So I think, um, like, I've I've always I've always held on to this this fact that I know of just African warfare that I was taught when I was younger about the fact that as Africans, our way of even when it's intertribal war, was always to once you've defeated the enemy, you surround the enemy on three sides and give them their route to retreat if that's if they so choose, you yeah. know. Yeah. And I feel like that is something that is um, is very speaks to my spirit. Like I haven't always been <laughs> the epitome of that, but. That is that's what I aspire to be. So it's very it's very difficult for me to then um, I don't know what the word is, but just kind of prescribe to the mind state of you know ends justifying the means. You know to bring it full circle back to that. It's difficult for me to be comfortable sitting in that place. You know the end justifying the means. Yeah, no, it, it is it is difficult. I mean, I, if you're human at all. It should be a mm. difficult process. If you have emotions, mm-hmm. it should be a difficult process. Um, mm. I I don't deny that at all. Uh, I think that's a, that 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 wolf pack analogy is a very great analogy. Um, too bad we don't respect that analogy as humans. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> too bad, like, cause uh, we definitely leave the weak behind. We definitely put the weak, like, we don't put the weak in the forefront. You're not gonna come in. You're not. You, if 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 I'm visiting your country right now, if I'm visiting anywhere you live right now, you're not gonna go to the slums with me first. 
you're going to show me the nice things. Uh, you're going to show mm -hmm. me, you know, what makes your country prosper, what makes your country great. Yeah. And, and mm -hmm. then if I happen to go by the ghetto, by the projects, that's when you do, that's when I see it. But mm -hmm. it's, uh, but it's a, it's funny. It's like the, the same thing about love. It's like, we fall in love with concepts and ideas. We, we have, uh, as a species, that's what we're at. Like we're, we love ideas. We have the ideal human being, the ideal humankind, the ideal mm -hmm. love, but do we really respect it? Do we really go, you know, and actually open up to that? That's like the deep that's question. So on that on that topic, would you say yeah. that uh, um, do you say life is meaningless or life has meaning or do you have to give your life meaning or is it is it all the same? Um, well, I think. Right, what did I? So yeah, I do believe life has a meaning. I believe everybody's life has a meaning. Where I didn't kind of think was maybe do the do we give our life the meaning or is the the meaning given to us uh, external to us? Yeah. Um, no, I think I think we do give us. I think we give our. I think we give. Hmm. Hmm. Mm. Let me not just speak quickly. All right. I think, I think we do give our life meaning. That's what I'm going to stand on. That's my position. Okay. I think That's... we give our life meaning. I think we um, kind of... We fill the suitcase of our life with experiences that direct us to where our destination is. All right. So you're definitely not a religious person, I can tell. Because <laughs> <you're, laughs> you would have told me otherwise. But uh, but yeah, no, I, 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 that's kind of my standpoint on it too. And and, and again, to kind of reiterate to everybody uh, listening, it's I'm not. I don't think we are saying that's that's the only way. But for me, it's uh, it, it, it that's what it is. It's like I don't think we're all born with an inherent purpose or inherent meaning. Um. You know, uh, the the Earth is like four billion years old. The universe, so far, apparently, according to scientists, is like fourteen billion years old. There's no way that our existence, that has been there for five hundred thousand years, has any meaning. <laughs> as a group, as a group, um, as a group of human, like I don't think like oh, we're 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 that much different from a bacteria. The bacteria that we have in our guts and uh and our intestine that help us, you know, digest or anything. I don't think like we're more than that. But at the same uh, that that said, that still gives the bacteria a, a meaning, a purpose. Um, right. I I think it's up to us to find any kind of meaning on anything. And then it's, you know, I guess for some people it does work to just believe in a higher power and believe that everything mm -hmm. is up for you. But to both of us, especially in this day and age, I don't think it is. I think we need to. I think I think we need to face that the 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 absurd absurdity that everything is meaningless. Because by doing so, it gives you freedom. It it gives you, it gives you some kind of a a, a liberation. Like if 
it's like the example that you know my friends and I always kind of bounce off. It's like um, if you were to die tomorrow, what would you do? And then you hear that answer that people give is things that they wouldn't do in their regular life that they wish they could do. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's like mm-hmm. if you were to die tomorrow, what would you do? And then you give me all these lists of like awesome achievements that you want to accomplish before you die. And it's like, okay, uh, why weren't you not living these when you didn't? When you're not going to go and uh, pass away. So, so something we're not facing mm-hmm. enough. It's uh, that absurdity that we're all gonna die and it's it's, everything's meaningless so if that is so then you have the freedom to do whatever because that means there's no law or divine law to challenge you to tell you this is right this is not right and then go back to what we were saying about like there's no such thing as good and evil it's 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 almost like um and i i'm gonna go i'm gonna leap here i'm gonna leap to a different branch but i'll bring it back if you if you I, look do at... wanna, I do wanna, I do wanna touch on this one myself. No, no problem. Um, you, when you come back, when you come back. So it's like when we take, for example, um, how we see a map of 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 of, mm-hmm. of the earth right now, right? If you go a map, um, and I don't know how it is in England, so I won't speak for England, but for America, it's like whenever you see a map of the world, America is like in the forefront, yeah, yeah. right? And you have Europe a little oh, bit yeah. up and north. And for some reason, America and Europe are bigger than Africa, South America, Australia. Mm-hmm. When we very well know, <laughs> completely inaccurate. And another thing yeah. is because since these countries are the countries in power, it also also shows a predominantly white countries that are on top of black countries. So imagine a baby. Um, imagine your kid growing up and then the first thing they see is a map and the map and the world saying, yeah, the wipes are above. Always. Mm-hmm. It's almost like predetermined that it's mm-hmm. saying this. So you have this and then when you look and you step back out of, you know, outside, you know, classrooms, world, whatever, and then you look in outer space, there's no such thing as north, south, or east, or west. There's no such thing. There's just no direction mm-hmm. like that. These measurements were made by us to be able to measure distance and, and latitudes and longitude. But there's no such thing in the universe. So the map could be upside down. It doesn't mean a thing to the to, to, to only us. And yeah, yeah, to kind yeah. of bring it back is to say that, you know, these all these meanings that we give around us, all these labels, these uh, measurements that we give around us to kind of measure and distinct, distinguish things from another are a hundred percent meaningless in the grand scale of things. So why should there be any any law or any law to the universe or law to uh, anything or divine law if outside of our belief there's nothing that states otherwise? That's, that's interesting. Very interesting. Um, I agree. I agree to a point. Yeah. I think. I think that my. I think where I would um, have questions is you see this idea of there is no universal law. There is. I think. I don't know if I would use the word divine, but that whatever the connotations that come with the word divine. That doesn't include some man looking down from a cloud somewhere. Yeah, yeah. But whatever, you know, whatever, whatever I could attribute that word to that isn't that. Um, this all this uh, you, you, uh, the best way I can say it is a universal law. 
this idea of cause and effect, this idea yes, of yes, um, yes. and that and that that's that's scientifically proven as well. Yeah. Every reaction having a reaction. Yeah. All these these things that are interconnected and you know it's almost like like if there are rules like nature to me has rules. Yeah. There are and we are probably the professionals at stepping outside of the rules, right? But in order for there to be rules, it might this is this is something that I thought about just literally before we started today, and I was going and thinking about um, the subjects that we're going to talk. About. And if there are rules, and does that not mean that there has to be a ruler? Just as a question, but in order for there to be something. I'm gonna say somebody, but I mean there has to be an there has to be either an architect of the rule or a purpose for the rule. So if like as I say, I don't subscribe to the person a, a person sitting that sitting on high, um, pulling strings like a puppet master. That's not and watching bad things happen and playing one bad thing off a good thing and making those decisions and well, I'm not subscribing to that. I do think that nature has a a need for balance. In order for there to be um in order for for our our existence to be completely insignificant and hold no purpose and hold no nothing, there for me, there would have to be no benefit to adhering to any rules. If there are no rules, there'll be no benefit to adhering to is what I'm trying to get around to say, and I think. Well, I, okay, I don't know so, if that made any sense to you. So no, that, made, that, that, sense. that made sense. I was, I, was, I was letting you finish. Um, because, they, no, totally. But I, I think there's a distinction between uh, functional rules and... Um, and rules to abide by or rules to to live by. So functional rules would be um, gears in a in a clock. Like I have to put a certain amount of gears in a clock to make it function so that the clock can turn a certain way. These are functional mm -hmm. uh, 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 rules in a way. But then but then mm -hmm. you're talking about more in the purpose scales like is there rules to purpose is there you, you, for example you take the you take the planet a couple inches a couple uh, meters off its uh its trajectory and mm -hmm. in the next two seasons or the next two years we could go go into like a nice age or we could go to dryness completely uh, just mm -hmm. because it's off by like a couple of meters from where it's spinning around the sun because the sun right. from far away is growing life it's a sustaining life it's the thing that we need one one of the things that we need the most but then you get too close to it and you get burned down so it's like there was this, it's like what's there's no there's not the the it's like you said the balance is there there's a certain balance but mm -hmm. There's not necessarily rules to abide by. There's function function rules, but there's not any rules to abide by because I don't. I I can't. It's kind of like where you were going. I don't believe in a ruler that rules, or whoever mm -hmm. made, whoever made us or created us. You know, 
we could have been a we could have been a, a generation of humans that were made to mine and farm for an extra extraterrestrial being and then after they were done using us they just left us left, left us here and then we yeah we, you know we could have easily been that we could have easily been they came in they realized hey earth has a bunch of resources that we need uh let's farm these monkeys and uh added a couple of their genes and then created humans and now humans had to find some whole purpose and meaning and everything to, to their life <laughs> but this is and this is kind of where i was gonna go before where it's like yes i don't necessarily believe in this person in the clouds yeah but i also don't know me neither I, I can't i don't have a definite answer for whether there is a higher power, whether the higher power and nature are linked, whether there is some sort of, um, what's the word? Whether there is some similarity between, or there's some um, reasoning behind why nature is characterized as female and um I don't know, the sun is characterized, even though the sun is part of nature, but whether there is... The father will be father these, time, father um, nature and father is, time. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Yeah. So, right. So whether, whether that is just us as humans, like you say, trying to create meaning where there is none, um, or whether there is some reasoning behind that. Because I do think... When you were saying, when you were just saying earlier that you know there is functional rules and there are, um, I can't remember what the other word you use, but rules that rules to follow. Yeah. I think even, I think functional rules are rules to follow, and I feel like even the in, functional rules are part of a system. Yeah. Whether it's a ecosystem, whether it's a computer system, whatever the system is, they are there are reasons for it to exist. And I feel like our problem, in my humble opinion, is that we don't feel like we are part of the system. We feel like we're above the system or we feel like the system operates outside of us. And that's why I'm more, I, I prescribe more to the holistic view of us all. When I say us, I'm talking everything from the dog, the cat, the, the tree, the plant, the water, everything, the sun, everything being part of this huge um, system. And yes, we have been here for less time than lots of other things, um, but we are still part of this. Just like now, this coronavirus is now part of this <laughs> It is something that influences and makes a impacts on how everything operates like you said um it's interesting how yeah to us it's a negative thing but to the to the animals and the plants and the environment it's probably the best thing that's happened to them in the last yeah. hundred years yeah yeah <laughs> do you know what i mean yeah so see the, Okay, so then there's many systems. Uh, you're talking about a natural system, a natural system as in like our role in nature uh, versus uh, a societal system. 
society system. But um, no, I do agree. I do agree with that. Um, definitely. Uh, this kind of nature system that we're not part of. Oh, sorry, go. No, no, no. I was just saying this nature system that we're not part of reminds me of the movie Avatar. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I love that film as well. To be fair, I should. Right? <laughs> that's a that's a that's a good film. Another one of the classics. No. But do you think do you think the societal rules are in ex- We do you think that we separate the societal rules from the natural rules? So when we talk about murder, or let's say, you know that we, when I think of societal rules, I think about laws. So don't do this, don't do that. Um, we separate those things from being part of the environmental law. Do you, do you think it's separate? I don't think, I think societal rules are based on money. Uh, I don't think societal rules are based on, uh, on nature. Uh, because... I mean, our, our current generation of humans is just like based on uh, uh, how can we prosper and grow without worrying about nature, without worrying about things around us. We, you know, we don't we don't really care about the animals or anything like that. So we just build around and keep pros prospering, uh, thinking that you know we're we're all mighty in the center of the universe. So I think these these societal rules are not the it, it, even if they're not hundred percent bad, they 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 should not be um concrete. Like they should not be written in stone. Like societal rules mm-hmm. should be rules that are constantly evolving. Like you know, according to generation, according to like you know things that we do. But um, we're talking if we're talking about like basic law of the universe about how certain things happen to create certain certain chemistries and certain things happen to create other things. That's a yeah, those are kind of finite and kind of uh determined. Definitely agree with that. Mm-hmm. But yeah. 